gentle giant is the term I like to use for those figures that I feel could crush you at a drop of a hat, but instead, they show so much love, compassion, and humbleness that it's somewhat confusing. But um, anyway, I'd like to welcome to the show today someone who is exactly that and a lot more. Please welcome Sam Stevenson. Hello, hello. Good morning, sir. Good morning. <laughs> I wanted to wake up and say good morning, America. That's how I'm feeling these past couple of days, having to do these early podcasts. But uh, <laughs> it wasn't so bad. It is what it is. I got up, had a little um, something to drink, had a little breakfast, came in here and listened to a little Kid Cudi, a little Pop Smoke. I think I'm ready to go now. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? But first off, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast, Good Hurt the Podcast. Uh, uh, and yeah, from that point, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people so we know who we're talking to. I appreciate you. Um, my name is Sam Stevenson. Uh, from Stockton, California. Uh, parents are from Ghana, West Africa. So uh, those are where my roots are from. Got it. And uh, born and raised there. Normal life. Went to Fresno State, ran track, business marketing, and uh, ended up in, in uh, LA about 2011. Okay. Started at Equinox. Uh, I'm a trainer, um, and kind of just uh, just grew from there. Still here in Woodland Hills in the Valley. Okay. Things are good and uh, can't complain. So you say you grew up in Stockton, California? Stockton, California, yeah. How often did you go back to your homeland? Like every summer or something like that? So, you know, this is, you're talking about Ghana? Yeah. The crazy thing is we've all, me and my brother have always been so busy. He went to Davis, I went to Fresno State. Uh, just with everything going on, we've never, we've never been back yet. Um, but uh, my parents would go every couple of years. They would switch back and forth, taking turns. Gotcha. And my dad just retired uh, two years ago. Okay. He's building a house back there. And uh, okay. we are supposed to go this year. Okay. This, this was supposed to be the year. But, uh, you know, COVID kind of messed some things up. And uh, the house is still being built. But uh, hopefully in the next couple of years, we'll finally make that trip, which I look forward to. Yeah, I'm kind of blown away because I definitely want to see you. I think... Um non-American so to speak you know uh, even, yeah. the, even the pictures you post on social media a lot doing family birthdays and gatherings you always representing the culture so I would I would assume but they say don't assume obviously <laughs> that you've been there a couple of times but yeah um, it, it'd definitely be nice to get back over there or get over there you've, you've never been definitely. there before never been and yeah. you know it's crazy uh, you know growing up there's a big African community in Stockton and Sacramento so I was you know, okay. surrounded by uncles and aunts where there's always get togethers and all the African foods. And, you know, I know the language and right. all, all that kind of thing. So I was immersed in the culture. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you mentioned something about track that that's sort of my background. So I'm going to touch on that real quick. What was mm -hmm. your event? Long jump, triple jump. Long jump, triple jump. Yeah. Okay. That's a different athlete right there. I, I always respected those guys. Not much as the hurdlers because those guys can bust their ass and get scraped up pretty bad. But yeah, that's definitely some pounding when I'm thinking about those triple jumps. So, uh, yeah, much respect to that. No uh, no sprints? Uh, you know, it always crosses over, so you'll do a little bit of the sprints, but the focus was was the jumps. Got it, got it. Yeah, you definitely um, one of the uh, one of the fittest people I've known in my lifetime. Um, if I ever had to do it over again, you'd definitely be somebody I wanted to, uh, I'd wanted to challenge because you definitely uh, inspire me when it comes to fitness. And a lot of other people, I remember... Um, <laughs> Uh, you did two challenges, which is the powerlifting competition that I hosted over at Woodland Hills Athletic Club. But I remember the first time I saw you compete and you pulled that 600 from the floor with no belt, no straps, none of that stuff. That was a big deal that year. But uh, definitely a pretty strong fella. Thank you. Thank you. Hey. What's, your, what's your vertical? Because I know you like to jump and play basketball, too. You know, I've never actually kind of measured it. You just kind of go with the flow and... The gotcha. challenge comes and let's try it, let's do it. So Okay, okay. Uh, I, I guess yeah. that's the problem that, that people that can jump real high have. <laughs> because if it was a question, you know, you definitely want to measure it. But yeah, you definitely got some up. So uh, kudos for <laughs> Thank that. You. But uh, you mentioned uh, COVID-19 earlier. I mean, that's that's talk of the town these days. So uh, COVID mm -hmm. vaccine or no? COVID-19 vaccine or no? What's your thoughts uh, on that? Uh, I'm going to pass right now. Um, yeah. I, I think that's a smart thing to do. Let's give it a, a little... Uh, Trial, trial period, probably about six months to a year, and uh, yeah, then we'll we'll revisit that question. But yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as you right now as far as COVID nineteen. I'm actually a little jealous because a lot of my close friends have actually uh, gotten the virus, and uh, they're on the other That's side of it that. now. Yeah, they're on the yeah. other they're on the other side of it now. So I'm like, damn, I'm kind of envious and jealous because I love to be in that situation where I've already got it. I build up the antibodies and everything, and I don't have to deal with it anymore. But unfortunately, um, I'm not there yet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm sort of like, 
I was telling my wife a couple of days ago, like, you know, because when one of our close friends got it, I was like, all right, round the kids up. Let's go on over here and get the shit out of the way. It's sort of like back in the day when you get the measles and, you know, mm-hmm. the parents round up everybody and all, let's go, let's go get this out of the way. The chicken <laughs> pops the measles and you're done with it. Yeah. Yeah, she reminded me of how much a baby I can be when I get sick, so she didn't think that was a good idea. So, You a baby? What? Hey, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> I actually had this conversation with the other female. She was like, most guys are that way. They claim to be as tough as iron, but when you get sick, you're just a little crybaby. So I was like, hmm, I had to think about it. Uh, but yeah, yeah oh, I guess, man. I, guess I, I, I can say she might be a little right about that. But uh, yeah, okay, so. Now, did you ever get a flu vaccine or anything like that? When I was in the military, they must have stuck us with, Everything that everything in the world, and we never got okay. sick. Obviously, that's something that we not we don't want to deal with when we got other stuff going on. So, but I remember the year I got out, I went back home uh, for a couple months, and I guess I was coming off of all the stuff that they were putting in our system, and I got sick mm. as a dog. And if I hadn't have been at home with my mom, I felt I would have died. It wasn't that serious, but we go back to me being a baby when I'm sick. But she definitely yeah. took care of me. But uh, since then, no, no, no flu vaccine since the military. Um, yeah, yeah. I've all, I mean, just like you and my, myself, obviously, we've always been in tip-top condition when it comes to fitness is concerned, and that sort of translates over to, you know, having a strong immune system, being able to fight mm-hmm. off, you know, infections and stuff like that. So I've never had an issue with any of that stuff. And even when this thing first started back in March, I was like, okay, this is a respiratory disease. I started running, training harder. So I was like, if you're going to attack me, you're going to, you know, it's not going to be an easy target. So that was Definitely. my mentality from the start. And it's funny, like, again, even with that mentality, I've been pretty fortunate not to... Not to, you know, be in the situation of having to experience it yet. And I say yeah. yet because that's probably the only way I'm gonna gonna get it is to catch it. I'm not I'm not getting the vaccines, at least for a year. So uh yeah. Yeah, I'm with I mean, the list of my friends that are have gotten it or going through it is starting to grow. So Right. You know, it's so many uncertainties right now. You try just try to stay positive and kinda of work through it. But uh you know, like even like next week is Christmas, I'm going home and you know, LA right. every day surges in the the, the record broken. I'm like, ah, should I go right. home? Like, you just, you just kind of feel a little weary, but you know, not not to say scared, but just just want to be careful and right and uh, handle it properly. But right, yeah, yeah. Like I say, for me, get it and get it over with. You know, the actual virus. You know, fight it and and call it a day. But the yeah. thing about that is, I hear even once you've gotten it once, you can't get it again. I don't know how how quick or is how that, immediate is that, that a can fact be. Or? Uh, that's just what I heard here say. Uh, yeah. but, I mean, but you can get the flu once and get it again as well, too. So I guess that could yeah. be some truth to that. Right? I mean, in the end, who knows? They tell us something. I mean, believe it or not, I don't know. Right, but. right. All right. Enough of that COVID vaccine, uh, COVID-19 talk. <laughs> so uh, you mentioned your personal trainer over at Equinox. So that's where you were for a that's couple of years anyway. That's why you started. I was actually mm-hmm. with that facility as well. And I noticed when I left a couple couple months or after that, you came in the house, and I was like, okay, there he is. That's the next me over there, so to speak. <laughs> uh, Ten times better, so to speak. But um, so what first, I mean, is it that, was it that your track back field that got you interested in fitness and, you know, carried you off into that career? Um, you know, I ran track my first couple of years in college and then kind of ventured off. Actually, basketball has been my, you know, passion. So I kind of, I tried out, like, the year I stopped track. And, you know, it didn't go how I imagined it. But somehow I fell into a gym. I went to Bally's. Uh, the guy that offered me a job, I took it, started going through training, and it, it became a passion from there. So okay. I was at Bally's for a couple of years and went to another gym where I was independent in Fresno called GB3. Did that for another two to three years, and then uh, that kind of brought me to L.A. Okay. Did you just say you played basketball in college? For, uh, I ran track. Oh, just track. So, But you say basketball, hey. your passion, so no professional basketball career or anything like that? Nah, 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 nah. Okay. I wish. Okay. No sweat, no sweat. Okay. But, it's, you know, we still play in the adult league. It's still a passion. You know, I'm still, right. I still have some left in the tank, so that's that's my thing, you know? Got it, got it. Yeah, I did one of those adult leagues for a little while and was fortunate enough not to, not to get injured because that's, yeah. that's the age I'm at right now. But, yeah, it was fun. Definitely hanging out with the fellas. You know, we actually mm-hmm. won a little third-place trophy one year, not that we were the – you know, worst team, but yeah, we we pulled some hardware out of it, so it was a good deal. Good deal. Nice, nice. Let's talk about um, if you could sit down with three individuals right now, dead or alive, who would they be in order? One, two, three, and one question you'd ask each of them. Wow. Whew. Yeah, that's a pretty deep question. I was actually talking about that with a buddy of mine in the gym the other day, so I got all mine figured out. But yeah, three people, dead or alive. What questions you'd ask? One question you'd ask each of them. Interesting. Okay. Um, I mean, right off the top of the head, Brock. 
that'd be number one. Okay. Uh, his story, his journey, how he's dealt with everything. Just, oh uh, yeah. Okay. Let me, let me pick the people first. So Barack Obama, hundred okay. percent. Um, I would, since basketball is my passion, I have to be my favorite player of all time. That's Hakeem Olajuwon. Okay. Um, okay. And he has an African background as, as well. So it would, it would be great to sit down with him and talk about his transition to America and, you know, how basketball went and just everything like that. Now he's a mentor to all the, the greats, LeBron and Kobe and everyone he's worked with. So, you know, everyone has the utmost respect for him and he's humble right. and he's one of the greatest of all time. So, okay. um, number three, who would be number three? It took me a little while to pull my number three, but I had my number one and two right off the top. Yeah. Well, let me hear your, who, who are your first two? Uh, number one for me was going to be Jay-Z. Okay. Number two was going to be Marcus Garvey. Okay. Jamaican descent. And the last but not least was going to be, who was that again? Oh, yeah, Malcolm X. Uh, Why Jay-Z? He's relevant right now. He's in a position that I love to be in. I think, you know, I do know following his stories that there's been a lot of sacrifices made. And uh, I mean real sacrifices. So I have to ask myself, you know, would I be willing to make those sacrifices in order to be in a position like the one that he's in? So mm -hmm. definitely Jay-Z because he's relevant. I think he got a lot of knowledge right now that he can share with me to help me move uh, forward in my journey. Uh, second was Marcus Garvey because he just made such a tremendous difference during his time. One man. I mean, not to say that anybody moves alone. I know he had a team. But I love to just find out what his mindset was and what his focus was from his mouth. I actually tried to find a couple books because uh, I could sit down and listen to the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X. And, you know, he got a lot of, lot of information on Malcolm X, but back to Marcus Garvey. I tried mm -hmm. to find some good books on Marcus Garvey to talk about his, his, his cruise line and all the things that made him move in the direction he did. Uh, not a lot of knowledge out there for me. I'm sure it's there. It's just not available. And yeah. lastly was uh, Malcolm X. And the thing about Malcolm X is I believe for him and Martin Luther King, the story that we have of them right now is not who they were when they passed. I've read a couple of things about Martin Luther King, how, you know, the, 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 the image that we have of him is, you know, you know, the image that we have, you know, mm -hmm. turn the other mm -hmm. cheek, so to speak. And I don't really think that's so much where he was uh, during his passing. He came to a little revolution. He figured something out and he saw, OK, maybe this is not this or that and it should be this. But before he was able to, you know, push that, you know, he came to his untimely yeah. demise. And same with Malcolm. I mean, we, we know Malcolm's image, you know, by any means necessary. And I don't think so much that that was his view when he passed. I think he had his uh his tour to Mecca and he, he realized some things that he had been taught weren't in alignment with, you know, the way things should have been. And before he was able to push that new agenda, he was also, you know, made his untimely demise. So those are my three people. And that should have given you plenty of time to come up with your third. So what you got for me? <laughs> I was listening to the story. I mean, that was great. Yeah. I love you your go. three. Thank you, sir. Oh man. Oh. That is a great question. I wish I wish you would have prepped me. Ah, no, um, see, that's the thing. I don't like the prep. I like that. I like, I like it to be fresh, spontaneous, so to speak. And then how it usually works. As soon as we hang out, boom, it comes to me. <laughs> Well, the thing is, the viewers, the listeners, they're going to follow you on your IG, your Instagram, your social media. So if you feel like you want to be like, ah, this is my third this is my third mm. person later on down the road, uh, feel free to add it then. But we'll definitely get your information. Now that I'm mentioning it, mentioning mm -hmm. that, why don't you go ahead and uh, shout out to the listeners what your IG and your social media is so they can follow up if they're interested in uh, your, your life after the podcast. Uh, simple. Sam's P Training. S-A-M-S-P and then training. Uh, Instagram. Twitter got a block, so we're, we're off there. I don't know how, but... Uh, gotcha. Um, yeah, every platform, it's all the same. So, Sam's gotcha. training everywhere. Sounds good. And you, you know what? Even going back to... Uh, you know, obviously, my family is, is up north. It's a small family. We have a little bit in... Uh, where was it? In, we have a little bit of family in Florida, mm -hmm. and then a few people in New York. Everyone else is in uh, Ghana and London. Um, so, I've met a lot of my family in London. We've, we've been there a few times, okay. but I've never, like I said, I've never been to Ghana. So it would be nice to sit down with my, my grandpa, which is no longer here. Okay. And just talk about everything going on over there and how it relates to, you know, America and all that. Just a, a big sit down with someone that right. you're related to, but have never had a relationship with. So nice. I think, I think that would definitely be a, a, one of the three for sure. Okay. Okay. I like that one. So if you could tell your younger self something, what would be the one or two things you tell your younger self if you could sit down with you? Young Sam. Mm. 
Okay, so I, I mean, I consider myself a little bit on the shyer side. I mean, I don't know if you see, I, I really don't speak a lot. I try to let my actions speak for me. So okay. I would say be outspoken. Don't be scared to speak your mind and, and just go go get what you want. You know, be aggressive. I've always been low key and, you know, simple, basic. I don't need much to make me happy. But right. when I do get that aggression, like the rare times on the court where I get mad, which is very rare. My friends will tell you, it takes a lot to get me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes out, I'm just a dog. So it would be to release that dog in just all aspects of life and uh, go get what you want, you know? Don't gotcha. don't settle. Um, don't be complacent. You know, and I'm not, but I am. So if that okay. makes sense. So, I mean, I got a lot of friends like that. I mean, a lot of big guys, six feet plus, you know, 220, 250. And these guys, to me, they're all like gentle giants. And I feel my, I find myself fortunate to be in their presence. I'm really appreciative of that. But I look mm-hmm. at somebody like you. I mean, <laughs> a buddy of mine is very inspired by Sam. I mean, he follows you on Instagram. Oh, watch him jump up and touch the, the wall or come across the wall <laughs> with his fingers. And, and I'm just like, okay, you're a little bit obsessed with Sam. But okay, I understand. He's a, he's a freak of nature. He's an athlete. I understand. But it's funny because I look at people like you. And I'm like, quiet. I just, you know, I don't, I think, I think there's no reason for you to be loud. Like you said, your actions sort of speak for you. You know, I don't have to Mm -hmm. use my voice. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that quietness that you've had growing up on your journey has kept you from anything? Do you think that you're not where you should be right now because you require it? You understand what I'm trying to say or trying to ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, I mean, our journey is our journey. I I wouldn't say it's kept me from anything, but maybe it would have sped up the process, I guess. Okay. Um, Okay. I, I mean, I'm definitely motivated in life and, you know, I try to stay real organized. I get that from my mom. I'm, I'm kind of a neat freak in all aspects. Like my friends, all, all my files to where I live, like that OCD. <laughs> yeah, I used to get that a lot. Yeah. A little, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, but you know what'll change all that shit real quick? Mm-hmm. Kids. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I, I hear it. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to have that OCD problem until I had kids and I was like, either I'm going to, compromise, give in, or I'm going to die. Because, <laughs> you know, so I was like, okay, forget it. Just, it don't got to be straight. Just, just, just let it be what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready to get over that, yeah, you just, yeah, you have some kids. They'll fix that real quick. One day, one day. One day, you. one day. How old are you, Sam? I didn't ask that. How old are you? 34. Okay, so yeah, you're still a young bug. Yeah, that was about the time I had my first one, 34, 35. Okay, okay, so what do you think you're known for and what do you want to be remembered for? Um, man, I think I, if I had to leave a legacy on this earth and it would be to a source of inspiration for people, you know, someone that, you know, people can say, you know, he's he inspired me to be better in all aspects of life, whether it's physically or mentally, mm-hmm. um, and then be respected. I think we all want respect. Um, right. so those two are the biggest things for me. You know, I just, all I want to do is help people, people become the best versions of themselves and, uh, I try to stay positive as much as possible. That's that energy is contagious. You know, I just want everyone to, to succeed, and uh, I think it's possible. But we all have to get band together and help each other grow. So, right. respect, respect, and inspiration. That uh, African proverb says, "If you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together." And I think mm-hmm. that that plays into so many different aspects of life. I mean, we go through these different stages. I mean, when we're twenty, twenty-five, thirty. It's kind of sort of all about us, but I think, you know, that's that's the situation where we're just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then as you get later on up, you realize that, hey, you know, it's not really about, it's not really just about me because if I'm going to go somewhere, you know, we have to go together. So, yeah, so that, that's what you say that, you know, just even in terms of, you know, business and, and, and wanting to do more. And, you know, I would have loved and still love to have like some sort of team or, you know, work with someone as a business partner but it's so hard to find someone on the same page that right. the same drive and to trust someone with you know it could be potentially your life if you right. invest in something you know big so um i know it you know i've been trying to do i've been on my own for so long that you do everything on your own and it but it's tough i'm starting to realize that uh, everyone does need a team and you need it yeah <laughs> i'm on the same page my friend i understand 100 percent uh and i don't know what the answer is i mean i know how we are i mean i guess if type a would describe but yeah, it's definitely fine. It's hard. It's hard to find someone on the same page, mm-hmm. and uh, even even in those situations, I mean, you guys are supposed to be uh, focused on this one objective, so to speak. But you know, everybody wants to have their own thing, and yeah. that's that's it's difficult. You know, you you bring this person in, you start to teach them, and you guys start to learn from each other, and they're like, oh, okay, I think I can do this for myself, 
and yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so I've experienced that. I'm in that situation. I mean, my company could be a lot bigger than what it is now, um, and I kind of I kind of fall back into I'm comfortable. You know, I'm happy with what I do. It's my hobby. Um, it could be more than a hobby if I had a team. And maybe mm-hmm. one day I will, maybe one day I won't. But again, I'm I'm comfortable where I am. Comfortable is not a good thing, I might add. <laughs> I don't know why I've been using that word a lot lately. I guess I've been pretty comfortable this year. But uh, yeah, crazy. I year. think I mean it, it's not it's good and bad, you know. Right. Uh, depending on what side you look at it, you know. Like I said, simple. Don't need a lot. Don't need the lavish things. Not about materials. Just you know, bills are paid, food on the table. Right. Comfortable, humble, happy. Yeah. But I hear what you're saying. The same thing, like. We could be a lot bigger or better or whatever it is if, if you know, had the right team around us. Or right. but it's, I don't know how these people, especially on social media, you know, work their regular lives, have their own personal lives, put out content. Like, and the podcast is great, but I'm sure you, you know, finding the time to do it and put it together. And, but yeah. you know, you have your kids, and I'm like, how do you do it by yourself? So, right. again, I don't think anybody successfully does it by themselves. And okay. I, don't, I don't know if I want to use that word successfully. But uh, nobody does it by themselves. I'm just leaving it there. Everybody, they got a team. They got a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. And in the position you're in right now, you're in a key position if you wanted to do it, to do it because you don't have the kids and the wife and those type of things going on. Not to say that mm-hmm. you don't have responsibilities, you do. But once that, once those things come into the picture, <laughs> it's, it, it's, <laughs> it's 10 times more challenging to do it. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, hats off to you and where you are right now. Keep it going, and uh, yeah, you're definitely Thank inspiring you. people. Yeah, yeah, definitely inspiring people. We know that hands down. So I don't want to move on without asking you this, because I always knew from day one when I met you that once I started this podcast, you'd be one of the guests, and for two reasons. The first reason is because you are a beacon of light. You are a very positive person, and I saw you go through a challenging time at one point. And I was always interested in asking you why you chose that way to deal with it. All right, you ready to move forward? Let's do it. Okay, so uh, as I mentioned earlier, the first powerlifting meet, 600 pounds from the floor, no no strap, no belts, talk of the town. Second powerlifting meet, however, uh, you were doing your thing, and one of the judges came over and they critiqued your lifting style. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I always felt that you were trying to adjust to what that coach came over and told you. And that was the reason why you pulled your bicep in that second mm. competition. I've never asked you that uh, for a couple of reasons. I'm asking you now. So do you think, number one, that coach coming over trying to critique the way you were lift, lifting was the reason you pulled or was it just the fact that you were just overworked or whatever? Why do you feel you pulled your bicep I, in that second competition? I don't even remember that. I, I, <laughs> there's so much going on at the, at the moment, and you know, you're you're in your own head, just trying to get ready. I, it probably went in one ear and not the other. You know, okay. people are giving you critique all the time. You know, right. you take it for a grain of salt and keep pushing. But uh, I don't think I ever. You know, we have certain friends that you respect that you do take in some of their you know input. Right. Um, I don't. I don't remember per se switching anything. It might have maybe went into my head, but I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to say no. You don't even remember the situation, so it couldn't have been anything he said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. So I think it's just one of those things. And, you know, I I could go back to, you know, I'm not really a big eater. I did feel like I I remember I had to use the bathroom a a bunch of times before, like, and I wasn't refueling. So I could have been dehydrated. I mean, you're pulling your max. No, no. What, what, never what, done do you remember how much weight that was? Because I don't think it was even close to that six hundred pounds the year before. Oh, I could have done more for sure. Right. If, you know, it didn't go, but it was six twenty nine or something like that. Okay. Um, but if, I'm not to say it was easy, but right. it, you know, it was. I could have done more. So gotcha. Okay. Okay. So we pulled the bicep. <laughs> yeah. Second powerlifting meet the challenge. The way you dealt with it, you disappeared. You know, adversity. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's tough. You know, the mental part, obviously, and you know, the physical is what it is, but. You take it a day at a time and, you know, everyone's there. Big support system, you know, which I really appreciate. But you do your research. You try not to get in your head too much. Just, you know, listen to the doctor and uh, just stay positive. And just like the triple jump in in, uh, my sophomore year in high school, I I blew out my knee. uh, We're in a a track meet in Sacramento. I mean, my knee had been hurting all season. After Uh the first jump, it would be really, really painful. But you push through it. You you know, you're on whatever, blah, blah, blah. But this one, it was really hurting. I planted the first jump 
kind of rolled down the runway. My kneecaps all, you know, in my quad at the top. So I dislocated kneecap, broke some bones in there. You know, luckily no ligaments. But that was the first moment in my life where I was like, damn. Okay. I'm never going to be able to play sports again. You know, you know, I'm in yeah, a cast yeah. for six weeks. Okay. And, uh, you know, that, that was the first time that I had to deal with that kind of thing. And, you know, I've okay. been stronger than ever since then. So I knew that I could get through this. But, you know, we're all going to be sad. We're all going to gotcha. be, you know, disappointed yeah, the human first, experience, but, I call it. I mean, definitely. Yeah, it's the human experience. That's how humans react to stuff. And we're in this human form on this human journey. And we have to experience those those situations. So I got it. 100%. But that, you definitely answered another question of mine. I wanted to know if that was the first time you ever had to deal with an injury of that magnitude. And you said, no, you blew your knee out in college. So I guess that's mm-hmm. just the way you deal with things. Because the third thing, um, this year you had a... a if you don't want me talking about this, please, you know, speak up. But you nah, had the stomach, you had the stomach mm-hmm. virus, right? Yeah. So my first question before we move on about the stomach virus, did you at any point think that was COVID-19? No, nah, not at all. Uh-uh. Okay, so you knew it was it was something else. I've had stomach issues my whole life. Okay. Uh, you know, we've done tests throughout the years. Nothing, you know, concrete ever came out of it, but I've done stool tests and, you know, breath tests and, blood, you know, all that stuff. I so. got you. I got you. So you knew it wasn't COVID. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's the last mistake you made? Wow, fast mistake I made. Huh. You got some good questions. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, sir. I mean, I, you know, I, I think a, a reoccurring mistake for me is uh, trying to make everyone happy and giving my energy out before my tank is full. And, I, you know, I've done that forever. You know, I want to make others happy. I want everyone around me happy. But sometimes you extend yourself too much. You never say no to things they need or events or whatever it is and it begins to drain you to the point where you know if you're not if you don't have it then you can't give out to others so i think i still deal with that um and i try to you know tell myself now not to feel guilty for almost anything not to be selfish but you know self-care first and don't be don't feel bad for saying no don't feel bad for not responding to a message immediately don't feel bad for saying no to scheduling a session when you know you need that extra rest or whatever it is, you know, that that type of thing. So I think I'm still dealing with that, just the balance between, uh, you know, making sure I'm good and giving to others. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you have any advice on that in terms of that. Um, When I first started my business um, journey, uh, I've been through a couple, been through a couple of different businesses, but they've all led me up to the point that I am right now. I felt that I've learned from each one of them. And the first, uh, my last name is Span. So my first company was Lifespan Fitness. That's when I was doing most of my personal training. Okay. And one of the T-shirts that I had made was because LS, Lifespan, was, you know, the 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 letters, was Love Self. Mm. And I sort of kind of felt kind of funny about that shirt. But as I've grown older and I looked back, there's a couple of things that, that, I've, that I've realized that, that makes that shirt makes even more sense. And one of the things that I've learned that is that a poor man can barely help himself, much less help other people, Mm. right? So Mm -hmm. unless you're taking care of you, you can't really help take care of other people, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't really think anything's wrong at all, like you just realized or you just said, with making sure that you're in tip-top shape first. I mean, the only situation where I've ever seen in my life where self-love may have been pushed to the back burner was in a mother's situation when she has that unconditional love because mm-hmm. she's always going to put her kids first. Well, Definitely. not always because there are some kids out there without that, that loving care, but my mom always put us first. Mm-hmm. And it was like fucking seven of us, single parents. So, <laughs> you know. Wow, that's amazing. So, you know. In most cases, you just want to make sure that you're you're taking care of yourself first but for two reasons. Because you're going to be more effective and efficient with what you're doing if you're mm-hmm. taking care of yourself first. You're going to be able to do a lot more. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think anything's wrong at all with self-love first. Right? Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, no. It's, it's, I struggle with that a little bit, you know. Right. Um, but... Uh, and, and, and even if you want, if you, even if you want to think balance, I mean, it's always about balance. You know, definitely a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, not too much of this, not too much of that moderation, all that stuff that we talk about in fitness. Everything moderation. Yep. Right. Everything moderation. So, yeah. Yeah. Love self. And then everybody like else. <laughs> <laughs> so on a lighter note, coffee or tea? Uh, right now I'm staying away from caffeine. So 
I'm going to. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm going to team person myself. I, I sat out with uh, some of my clients the other day after finishing a training session, and they introduced me to some coffee. And I, I was going to try to pull it off, but I was like, no. <laughs> the first <laughs> sip, I was like, no, I can't. I cannot do this. You've always been like that? I've never been a coffee drinker. Never. Mm. I just don't understand how people are. I don't understand how people smoke cigarettes, but hey, they, they do what they do. That's their thing. But yeah. I actually think it's part of, I mean, obviously caffeine gives you energy, but I, I think it's just routine. You go to Starbucks, that's your normal routine. It's part of, you know. Hey, I get tea at Starbucks. They got tea over like, there. <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any specific kind or? Uh, what's that? Uh, I can't even think of it right now. And I have it all the time. Soy chai tea latte. Okay. And I'm kind of light on the soy now, so I think they have oat milk now. So I've tried yeah. it with the oat milk. It's pretty good because they put almond milk in it, and it tastes a little bit too much like almonds. So, yeah, that's soy chai tea latte, but with oat milk. So that's my, try that out. Yeah, that's my Starbucks thing. And then the warm pumpkin loaf. Yeah, that's what I like mm. from Starbucks. That's about $200, but, you know, you know, every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then it's worth it. Of yeah. course. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to give you a... Um, I'm going to switch the table a little bit. I'm going to give you two things to do right now. Number one, you can ask me a question. And number two is elaborate on something that you want people to know. I mean, you know, to, to get to, to move forward on the journey because you, thought, you spoke earlier about inspiring people. So you have mm-hmm. two questions. What do you got to inspire people and what do you want to know about Coach T? Okay. Um, okay, let's start with the inspire one first. Okay. Um, you know, dealing with everything, obviously, you know, we it's been going on for years, but this is the year we've been in the house. We've, we've all been able to see it and go through it together with, you know, social injustice and, uh, right. You know, division between race and the division between politics. And, you know, honestly, I think all that and seeing everything and seeing friends post and certain things kind of added to the stress that maybe was a source of my stomach issues. There's so much going on. Even, this is sound dumb, but like, you know, we have a group chats with the friends and homies and, you know, Laker. I hate the Lakers. I'm from up north. <laughs> I can't stand what? them. And it, you know, some of the best times for me was in Miami. D Wade's my favorite player. My brother's a LeBron fan. Okay. But you know, he's a Kings fan too, so he hated the Lakers. So he was in the weird situation of, oh man, LeBron's on the the worst team I ever hated. Now I got to root for him. So right. I get, you know. So yeah, you know, group chats going back and forth. There's always debates every day, and it's just exhausting. So there's a lot of things I think when I think back, like just kind of you know, marinated in your mind and your stomach. And that probably kind of added to the stress. But okay. um, to go back to that is just obviously em- having empathy, but not judging people for what they do and why they do it. And something came to me like the other day I was leaving my complex and, you know, obviously there's a certain way you're supposed to leave and enter. So, you know, I'm exiting and someone else is coming in the, the eggs away. And in your head you're like, what are you doing, you idiot? You know, you're kind of cursing them in your head. I'm like, okay. Right. 10 seconds later, I turn the corner, go to the front of the complex construction, blocking the way. So I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. You know, so on the way back, obviously, I have to come back through the entrance way right. or the exit way. <laughs> and now I'm the idiot. Right. So it's just like, don't judge someone for doing something. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know why. Or, you know, they're wearing a mask. Maybe their loved one just passed away. That's why they're so, you know, adamant about it. So right. I think that's, that's one thing I, I try to think about actions and why people do things before I kind of judge. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. everything, everyone's going through something. So, so don't judge and, people. Exactly. Unless you've been in their shoes. Gotcha. You know, the same. Um, and then the other thing, you know, I think everything is, is based off motivation. Uh, you know, a motivated person is, is, is dangerous. So uh, sometimes it's hard to find motivation. So whenever you find motivation, whether it's a quote or a video or a podcast, a picture, you know, save it in a folder. I have a folder of, of things that whenever I need to refuel my fire, I go back in there, scroll through everything, and it, it helps me get it back. So I like that. Some, some, some days it's super hard. You know, you're like, damn, like, I'll even text people like, what do you got for me today? I need, I need something to get me going, you know? But <laughs> have that folder and save those things that you need and those people that you can reach out to that, you know, whenever you're lacking and you're having a down day, you can reach into that, that uh, you know, pocket right. in and, and get your motivation back. So, um, yeah. Okay. Never, so, never judge any motivation. I like that. Before you move on to the next question, I want to touch on a couple of things. Number mm-hmm. one, how in the hell can you not like the Lakers? Magic Johnson, yeah. 
James Legends, legends, respect, legends. But it's it's not it's not actually the Lakers. The okay. Lakers the, the legend. It's the Lakers fans and the entitlement. Okay. We're the best. <laughs> Shut up. You know. So I was happy okay. when they had the ten year drought, you know, to right. be humbled. Okay. And you know, it's a great franchise. I'm happy to back on top. LeBron is great. Um, but everyone needs to be humble. It's just too cocky. Right. <laughs> you know, okay, really, okay, the Kings okay. versus Lakers series was, was a big rivalry and gotcha. I thought we, they should have had one, but yeah. yeah okay. No, that's, <laughs> okay. I, I can almost um, 100% guarantee that what was going on during the year contributed to your, your stomach stress. In the beginning of the year, you spoke about social injustice earlier. I'm from the South. It's sort of like I left the South sort of to get away from those type of things. Mm. And I'm in California. Life is good. But now yeah. the shit is in California. And now it's being exposed for being everywhere all over the world. Of course, we already knew it was there, but it's just so much more exposed now. And mm-hmm. in the beginning of the year, I was going out to the protest. Not because I wanted to protest what was going on so much as it was, but just because people's kids were out there with all this passion and emotion and they didn't have any direction. And I wanted mm-hmm. to do my best based on my background and my experience at keeping them as safe as I could. But that weight, that responsibility, Dang. it was exhausting. It was exhausting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I started my podcast earlier this year and it was supposed to be about stuff like what we're talking about right now. But I noticed that it was just all about this, this unrest in the world right now. And it just wasn't, wasn't the place that I wanted to be, but it needed to be said. So yeah, I yeah. was saying it. You know, I'm happy to be in a, a, a better place right now, but it was just, it was heavy. And I had a conversation with a buddy of mine the other day. You know, he's picking up some of the gear. He's one of one of my best supporters. And I, I kind of, I was talking to him. I was like, man, I, you know, we started out this year. It was just heavy. It was, it was a lot yeah. of heavy stuff. And I, I'm fortunate, I'm thankful to be in the position that I am, to have learned from it, to have made it through. Um, blessings to those who have not. Um, but yeah, definitely our environment was different this year and anything that we experienced as a whole, everybody, I believe it definitely came from the way, the way our environment was, the way our world was moving. So, and I can only imagine, you know, we're some of the stronger ones who can take in whatever comes at us and kind of do the best to, you know, Right. Mitigate it, whatever it is. But, you know, for others that aren't as strong mentally for whatever reason, I, and I get the whole, you know, mental illness and right. I totally understand and empathize. It, like, it's got to be tough for some people. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah. Yeah, on that note. Okay. And before we move on to that next question, you spoke about motivation earlier. I've been trying mm-hmm. to figure out how to put this on a shirt. All right. First off, there's motivation or inspiration. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick one: motivation or inspiration. Because motivation comes from other people, right? No, no. Inspiration comes from other people. No, no. You tell me, because I'm trying to figure this out. What's uh, the difference? Oof. I mean, can we look up the, the definitions? <laughs> <laughs> they're they're pretty close. They're, right. they're brothers. Right. But anyway, um, outside of both of say, them, go ahead. I mean, if I had to choose one top of the head, it's motivation. I think inspiration is the the fuel for motivation, if that makes sense, I guess. So I would pick inspiration. Okay. because That sounds more grand. Because where I am is discipline. Like, before I take a shower, I got this thing. I call it paper your shower, 60 push-ups. Mm. If I don't do the 60 push-ups, I don't get in my bed. Right? Okay. So mm-hmm. there's only been one or two nights where I slept on the futon or on the floor because I was too exhausted to do the push-ups. But nine times out of 10, I've always done my 60 push-ups. And this has been going on for like, I don't know, probably five years now. 60 wow. push-ups. Often I do more, but never less. All right? What makes me do this, I don't want to say what inspires or motivates me to do this, but what makes me do this is discipline. Not motivation, mm-hmm. not inspiration. When I'm exhausted and I don't want to do the workout, this discipline that gets me to it. Not motivation yeah. or inspiration. I think for me, motivation and inspiration is external. And personally, I don't want to have to rely on any external force okay. to help move me forward. Not to say that I never have. I mean, I'm inspired by Usain Bolt when I ran track, you know, obviously. Yeah. But that's not my priority. That's not my paramount. That's not my first source of movement. Discipline mm-hmm. is number one for me. You see what I'm trying to I say? I like that. I like that. But I would also say, as far as 
seeking other sources, that other source could be you. It could be looking at an old video of you, you know, killing it. It could be, you know, something you wrote before in a journal that re-motivates you, which comes from yourself, obviously in the past. But right. um, I get what you're saying. The discipline comes first, 100%. Okay. So if I had to put him in order, discipline would be first. But we can definitely still move forward with discipline, motivation, and inspiration. How about that? Okay. Yeah, right. I like that. Good to go. All right. That second question was uh, if you had any questions from me. Mm. How old are you, by the way? 46 this year. And I often got that confused. I think earlier this year, I thought I was 47. But it's because I don't keep up with it, you know? <laughs> yeah, All I know yeah, is my grandpa is, I think my grandpa is 97 this year. And his goal wow. is to be 100. So in order to beat my grandpa, I want to live to be 107. And who is that? Yeah, Debo just passed at 66. Mm. God bless. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, man, that's that's so young. Like 66. Yeah. I'm like, no. And then I was like, damn, okay. 107 though? <laughs> what the? <heck>? 107? <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm good about 85. It depends on how the body's responding, you know? Because I, yeah, yeah. I actually, you know, speaking about the injury from earlier in the podcast, I broke my back. That's the term I like to use um, in the gym. Actually, it was a posterior lateral herniation L4, L5, S1 back mm. when I was, uh, I was probably like, I don't know, it's probably like 10 years ago. And before that shit, I was Superman. But that yeah. that deadlift that day, I knew my body wasn't responding, but there was some cute girl over there on the other deadlift rack or whatever, uh, and I just man. didn't stop. <laughs> and yeah. it, it, it popped, and I was like, okay, that wasn't good. I got to get out of this gym before I can't move. And that's exactly what happened. I dealt with that issue for about six months. But uh, yeah, that injury for me, it made me made me normal. Kryptonite mm -hmm. to Superman, so to speak. So before that, 107 all day. But now, you know, I kind of deal with the back a little bit. So <laughs> if my back's not working, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like when I speak to my father-in-law, he's like, as long as everything's working, you know, I'll stay around as long as whatever. But when shit starts going downhill, you know, I'm trying yeah. to cash in my ticket. I ain't trying to hang around and have nobody wipe my ass and none of that stuff. We're not playing yeah. that game. So I think... Uh, 85 to 107 will be my range. But yeah, I think that's another 40 years for me. I'll definitely see the oh, grandkids. So yeah. You're good. You're good. Yeah. 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 So 46 to answer your question. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we're all always thinking about our timeline and what's next and when am I going to meet her? When, when am I going to have kids? So I guess my question is for you. Let me give me like, let's say after 23 milestone years that were you know, mind blowing or you, you broke through a, you hit the next level. You're playing a video game, uh, you beat yeah. the boss. Yeah, so give I'll, me three years that you're, you're, your best three years that yeah, were enlightening I mean, for your life. The, the, the first of that is when I married my wife. Um, okay. For what some age? reason, I always knew not, 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 not to knock anybody, but I always knew that I would not marry an American woman simply because of the rap video. <laughs> you know, that was what I exposed to when I was growing yeah. up was the rap, you know, that type of thing. I was like, oh, I always knew that my woman would be from another country, so to speak, my wife. Yeah. And okay. she'd be as strong as my, as my mom was. Like I said, single parents, seven kids. Not that she had to be in that same situation, but she would have to possess those, those traits, those characteristics. Like if Definitely. something happened to me today, I had to be guaranteed that my kids were going to be good. Mm -hmm. So first, uh, first on the list was when I met and married my wife. Um, How old were you then? I think I was 30. Yeah. Okay. Around, okay, so 30. Actually, I think we were probably around 20, 29, 30. Because I was okay. like old school. I was like, okay, we got to be together for like 10 years before I even start, start talking about marriage. <laughs> but she was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you think I'm going to sit around for 10 years? You got another right. thing coming. So we sort of met in the middle. Uh, so I probably went my wife from around 28, 29, uh, okay. 30s or something like that. Um, but yeah, my wife, because, you know, equally yoked, so to speak, um, mm -hmm. you definitely... Got to have two pluses, not a plus and a minus. You're not trying to balance out. You're trying to move forward. So that is one of the most important, one of the most important decisions you can make in your life is your mate. And, and keep in mind that you're not just marrying your mate. You're marrying your mate's mom, dad, brother. So you got to check out all that shit. You know, mm -hmm. just let you know ahead of time. It, that's a total okay. package. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, total package. The second thing was my firstborn. Uh, I was fortunate enough. Well, no, I'm not going to say that. I was, I was fortunate enough to have a healthy baby. You know, so my mm -hmm. firstborn was my boy. I wanted to name him Junior. Again, my wife was like, no, nah, we're not playing that Junior shit. So I was like, okay, whatever, <laughs> compromise. I actually, I don't even think it was compromise because my wife's Jamaican and my firstborn's name is Kingston. So it sounds like she won that one. <laughs> 
you know? So, you always uh, win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, happy wife, happy life. But uh, yeah, my first said one. 33, 34? Uh, when I had my first son? Yeah. Yeah, 34, 35, because that's also uh, the year he was born was when I went to Finland, track and field. I won my world championship in the 400 meter. So, oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, I was an old track and field head. But uh, yeah, so my wife, my firstborn, and my world, my world medal. Um, yeah, I mean, I got to do everything once. There's a lot of things that I'll do once. Like I train hard to win that medal. Uh, I won it. It's like okay, that's it. That's all. <laughs> but, but I got it. You know. You know? Yeah. 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 So yeah. So that's those are, yeah. Those are the three moments in my timeline that were like moving in the right direction, groundbreaking, pivotal, pivotal, all that good stuff. Um, so yeah, yeah. Hopefully, I answer your question. Okay, well, let me give you one more. Uh, just as as far as something career, what would you feel is the biggest year as far as your career moving forward? My career. Cause I know, yeah, because you did the personal, you know, marriage and the firstborn child, and then you know, track and field. But maybe something business wise that you trying to you finally figured out like what you want to do, what your purpose is, how you get your business plan. Okay. Where it came more concrete for you. Okay, that's a little bit more difficult for me to answer. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll do my best. I remember being in high school, right? I used to mm-hmm. I used to be fashion oriented. I used to like to draw tennis shoes and there was like there was this big starter jacket craze going on in high school and you know, seven of us. So we dem- I couldn't afford it. my parents could my mom wasn't gonna buy me uh, whatever the starter jackets cost. So I had these uh these curtains, right? I don't know where I got the curtains from, but it was like <laughs> it had all the starter teams, you know, and the starter sign on there. So I took the curtains down and mm. I made myself a starter jacket out of these curtains. And the best thing about my starter jacket was that it had all the teams. So I didn't have to pick the Raiders or the Buffalo Bills or, or the, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I had all the teams on my jacket. That's so, dope. Yeah, I, you know, that was one of the things. I was like, okay, so I like fashion and I do shoes. I mean, there's this brand called Electronics or something. And I was like, okay, I'm going to make these shoes. And I remember that in high school. But I keep going back to the fact that my, my mom was single parent, seven kids. And instead of her being able to hone me or help me focus in on what my passion was, you know, the responsibility was making sure we had a roof over our head, food on our table, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I didn't really get to tune in to that early. Um, join the military because that's what everybody in my small town did. Either you join the military, you end up working in a factory. I wasn't going to be there stuck working in a factory. I joined the military so I got to travel, see more of the world because I know people that ain't even left their hometown yet, so to speak, or the state at least. So mm-hmm. joined the military, um, ran track and field, um, got involved in the personal training out of the military because, you know, Marine Corps, tip-top condition, so on and so. Um, yeah. Did a little acting, modeling in New York. New York was nice for the time that I was there, the age that I was. It was definitely a great experience. Um, and I say all this to say that I don't think all those things in between was the direction that I was supposed to be in. It was just fillers, right? Got you. Mm-hmm. So now that I'm in a better position now, um, I'm a little older, a little wiser, so to speak. I really found myself back in that same position that I was in high school, you know, 25 mm. plus years ago, designing, fashion, that type of thing. Yeah. So I believe that's going to be my career, my passion, my focus, what I am, because you have to be it, so to speak, for it to, for it to fill you, you have to be it. So my challenge is right now in this career, if you want to call it that, is putting together that team. Because I realized over the six years, six, seven years that my company has been around, it's like I know 100% that it could succeed. No question in my mind. Mm -hmm. But I also know 100% that you need a team. And a team costs money. You see? Mm -hmm. So because I have a wife and kids and drive fucking Teslas and bought my house, I don't have as much money or disposable income as I would have if I had been 25 and figured this out. See what I'm saying? So one of my goals in my life is right now, from day one, I'm looking at what my kids like to do. Okay, this this one likes to, to do the, the tech and the coding and the gaming. Okay, I'm going to keep an eye on that. This one likes to do the, like me, she likes to craft and make clothes and sew and color and draw. Okay, I'm keeping an eye on that. And my mm-hmm. last one, he's an athlete, climbing the walls like Spider-Man, flipping in gymnastics, loves his karate <laughs> class. So I'm taking a look at all those things because I'm learning from you know my experiences. And I'm going to make sure that they're able to be honed in 
at 20, 25, where it took me fucking 40, 45. So they don't waste that. So they don't waste that time. So yeah. when you speak about career, I'm gonna say try to realize at an early age yourself, your parents, who's ever guiding you, what you like, what makes you happy, not what you have to do. You know, I, I had to go to the military because I didn't want to work in a factory. I didn't want to end up there. I couldn't go to fashion school because that wasn't an option. You see? Mm-hmm. So. What you like, not what you have to do. I love that. Right. So I think in a nutshell, that's what I'm going to say. Try to find what you like. Try to do what makes you happy, not what you have to do. That's going to help that. you get on the right path a lot quicker and maximize those in-between years so that when you're 45, 46, you're done. Because that's the goal. Yeah. You know? You're I done. love it. That makes sense. I yeah. love it. Yeah, so that's where I'm with that. Um, yeah, so we're sort of getting to that period. I don't like to keep people on the podcast too long. You know, our attention spans these days are a little short. They say that of a goldfish. It's been but... great, honestly. I, I can't even lie. I, I've never, this part, I think this is the first podcast I've ever done. And, uh, you, know, even... you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up, but I'm going to say there's this thing with celebrities in our world. And it's great, you know, because before they were celebrities, they were just like regular people. Mm-hmm. But it's like they, people don't really give stuff value until the person gets to that level, which they consider mm-hmm. to be successful. And at some point, you know, maybe or maybe not, it's not necessary. I'll, I'll get to that level, but it's not necessary. I wanted to have a podcast or a voice for just, you know, not regular, not average. I'm going to use that term. But the, the, but the successful people on the, the not so visual scale can speak. I mean, you got mm-hmm. jewels to drop. You got experience to share. And we should mm-hmm. be able to do that right now. Not when I reach that level. You see what I'm totally. saying? So yeah. that's what I'm doing. I mean, I know a lot of great people. I met a lot of great people throughout this fitness industry in my journey in my life. And I think we all got something to share. So that's basically what we're doing, man. You know? I love it. I appreciate you. Hey, likewise. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your schedule. It took us a little while to get this together, but I knew it was going to be worth it when we did. That's why I kept pushing. I got to get Sam. I got to get Sam. I know Sam inspires people. I seen Sam. Sam inspires me shit. Some of those days when I was tired to work, I'm like, ah, oh, Sam. Uh, that boy pretty strong. And I know what, yeah. You know, I'm watching the workouts on IG. You know, I see you. I see you. I'm like, let's go. But uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you the same. Um, go ahead and shout out your social media contact one more time. And uh, from that point, we'll wrap it up. Yeah, once again, Sam's P training on all platforms. Uh, you can find the information on there. It leads you to other places. But uh, yeah, that's the the main source. Instagram, obviously, is, is the, the go-to. And then uh, you can find me on Facebook and other places from there. So, yeah. Hey, I appreciate you, man. You have a good day. Thanks again for taking this time out of your schedule. And I'll see you on IG. Sounds good, T. Take care, man.